trivia, discussions, opinions, and the chance to have your say. Welcome to the Topical Resort. And welcome back to Topical Resort for another week. I'm your host, Green Viper, and welcome here on this fine, lovely day, wherever you are in the world. So, um, if you're in Europe like I am, then you'll know today is the release date for Puyo Puyo Tetris. And um, I've been playing a bit of it because, um, as I mentioned in the blog post, it accidentally showed up a day early. And I've been playing a bit of it and I quite enjoyed it. But that's not what it's about. This, this is about talking about the game rather than playing the game. So why don't we get into it? So why don't we start off with a track from the game? Uh, more specifically from the Puyo Puyo side of the game, here's It's Been A Long Time Since We Passed Through Space Time, right here on Topical Resort.
And welcome to the show. So what you just heard there was from Puyo Puyo Tetris, and that was Folk Tales from the Motherland. Before that, also from Puyo Puyo Tetris, you heard It's Been a Long Time Since We Passed Through Space Time, theme of Puyo Puyo. Or for that game anyway. So, welcome to the show. So, what are we going to be talking about today, as I already mentioned, is going to be Puyo Puyo Tetris, as you probably could have guessed by the music as well. So, what else do I say? Hmm, who knows? So, the Puyo Puyo franchise itself is an interesting specimen because if you're in the West, if, I don't know, if you are, <laughs> but if you're in the West, um, it's probably not a franchise you're too familiar with. Mostly due to the fact that the games never get localised. Hell, um, this Puyo Puyo Tetris was the first one in 13 years to be localised. It was also the first one, I believe, to be localised under the Puyo Puyo name, as previously all the games have been localised under the name Puyo Pop or through a um, another franchise like Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine or Kirby's Avalanche. This was the first time the game has actually come in its pure Japanese form to the West, which I think is good, even if it's bundled with Tetris, but I do love Tetris and I actually think uh, I've been playing more Tetris in the game, I will admit it. <laughs> I do like Puyo Puyo, it's just... Uh, I don't. There's something about Puyo Puyo that I find less addictive. Uh, like I can just play like a quick marathon mode in like Tetris and have some fun, but in Puyo Puyo it's like a long-term investment. Like I need to be sat down for a long time, prepared to play the game, you know. And compared to Puyo, sorry, compared to Tetris, where I can just like sit down for five minutes and play a quick marathon mode. And um, both franchises are incredibly successful in their own regions, with the Puyo franchise being successful in Japan and the Tetris franchise being quite successful in Russia, it's, it's the place of origination. Um, but Puyo Puyo doesn't do particularly well in the West due to why there hasn't been you know, a localization in 13 years. On the other hand, Tetris does incredibly well in the West, it's probably one of the best selling puzzle games, I don't know, I should look it up. But um, I'm sort of hopeful for this game actually, because... It's got the Tetris name attached to it. I feel like you can lure people in because it's a Tetris game and then get them hooked on Puyo Puyo and increase sales so then maybe, finally, we, we can get a new Puyo Puyo game. That, that'd be nice, yeah. But for now, we've got to start with Puyo Puyo Tetris. And also, one thing that confused me about it was the fact that it came out on only two platforms. Sorry, I'm stumbling for words of it today. It only came out on PS4 and Switch in the West, which was weird because there were so many versions of it in Japan. Like, who wouldn't have bought like a PS3 version? Or one thing that particularly baffled me was why was the Xbox One version exclusive to Japan? Like, it's the other way around normally. Like, games are exclusive to the West on Xbox One, and then they don't come to Japan. But like, why not bring it over? I'd say it probably would sell quite well. Even though I'm not a massive fan of the Xbox One, but like, why limit your ports? Jamie says I'd buy it for the 3DS. That's true, I actually think I have it on my 3DS. I have it digitally on there. I just haven't played it. <laughs> so I was like, do I play the 3DS version or do I wait for the PS4 version? I'm like, yeah, wait for the PS4 version. But anyway, I think we're gonna play some more music, but I think I had some. I'm trying to remember, sorry. I, I don't know if I wrote it down. Oh yeah, also I should probably mention, um, sorry if the... Sorry if the stream, like, cuts out, or stream is in audio stream cuts out, like, once. 
like once or something. It's because we hooked in a new router, despite the fact the old one worked fine. But rather sneakily, um, because it didn't work that well, I snuck in my old router into my room using my Ethernet connection. <laughs> and it seems to work a lot better, but sometimes it may... I don't think it will cut out, but like, you know, just a word of warning, I guess. I haven't experienced any trouble with it today or yesterday, but, you know, keep an eye out for it and always tell me when the 24-7 comes back. Anyway, enough rambling from Dr. Robotnik's Moon Bean Machine. This is stage one to four. Enjoy. Resort only on Radio Sega. 
request resort. Send your request relating to the topic of the episode in a tweet to at Radio Sega or the Green Viper 8. Or send it in a Discord DM to Green Viper 8 through our Discord server at radiose.ga forward slash Discord. Hey, welcome back to the show. So what you just heard there was from Tetris the CDI version. That was level 9. And before that, it was... What was it? It was Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, stage 1 to 4 theme. Speaking of Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, Jamie just brought up a good point. Um, The only returning character from the original Puyo Puyo, except for the beans and... or sorry, the Puyo and slash beans themselves, is Carbuncle, except Carbuncle was renamed Has Been in that version because funny puns. And then Jamie dropped a bit of trivia for us, from the MBM manual itself. Has Been used to be one of the jollier beans in the village, until Dr. Robotnik changed him into a robot. Usually he prefers to clown around on the sidelines, but he hasn't forgotten his humble past. Occasionally he'll drop into your dungeon and take a little walk. Any beans he walks over will change to the same colour and disappear. So... Who knows what that means? But it's an interesting piece that he's the only character who came back. So far, actually, our... Sorry, Aru and Carbuncle have actually been my favourites to play, so... I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's a coincidence that Jamie brought them up just now. But anyway, uh, also relating to what you just heard there... Yes, the requests are now open, so if you'd like to send me a request, radiosc.gf.discord, and uh, message me, I'm GreenVaporate on Discord, just send me a PM, or perhaps you could tweet at us at RadioSega or at the Green Vaporate, whichever you prefer. And now we're going to get into the next segment, which um, for some reason it, it never works, so we're going to come here, because of course I don't have it ready. Um, come on, please. Please. Yeah, okay. This is a little segment we like to call... Hasty History. Uh, sure. Right, that was Hasty History, yeah. So this is the segment where we go through the history of whatever games we're talking about incredibly fast. And it's no different here. We've got two franchises to talk about, so let's get started. Puyo Puyo, the first game was released on October 25th, 1991. A spin-off, it was a spin-off of the compile RPG series Madu Monogatari. Compiled with the original developers, but Sonic Team took over in 2001. And the most recent game in the franchise was Puyo Puyo Chronicles, although if we're counting most recently released... Also, that's quite loud. If we're counting most recently released, that would have been Puyo Puyo Tetris, obviously. But as for Tetris, the first game was released on June 6th, 1984. Quite a large gap between the two. Only seven years between them, you know, not that much. But the original version was developed using an Electronica 8... Sorry, an Electronica 6... 60 at the Soviet U- oh, sorry, at the Sov- I can't speak. <laughs> at the Soviet Center of Science- Sciences Computer Re- It was developed on a le- an Electronica 60 at the Soviet Center of Sciences Computer Center. There we go, that's a bit of a tongue twister there, but we finally got it done. And the most of- the most recent official game in the series was Poo Poo Tetris. So... We blasted through that a lot quicker than I was actually expecting to. So why don't we see if anybody has some like trivia or something to go over. Also, um, we got some requests coming in, so I should probably sort them out. 
I shouldn't do that. What? I tend to do that a lot while I'm concentrating. I apologise for that. But I'm currently just trying to sort out all this stuff. But uh, Jamie has been talking about Tetris Plus, the arcade version. Um, it also has a standard Tetris mode. Recently released, I would still say Chronicles due to the Japanese release of Pure Tetris. Yeah, but the English release just came out, which is what I was talking about. Um, Jamie said, Did you know Nintendo sued Atari and Tengen over the rights of Tetris back in the 80s? Actually, yes, I did, because... Uh, the, okay, I should probably talk about this, actually, because Tetris is an incredibly grey area, legally, or at least it was. Now the Tetris company exists and that's all fixed. But nobody really knew who owned it, because there were like three different people who seemed to all own the rights to it. But they all got, it all got a bit tangled because nobody knew who actually owned the rights. And people were handing them out left, right and centre and it all got a bit messy. Uh, J as Jamie says, Atari thought they had the rights, which they never. Also, Sega had their own version. That is true, Sega Tetris was the more popular version in Japan rather than Nintendo Tetris. And that is the version which would later go on to form the Tetris the Grandmaster series, which is known as the most competitive version of Tetris around. And it's a fan favourite. I think I've played Tetris the Grandmaster. I don't quite remember. I seem I know I like booted it up in main, but I don't remember how I remember booting it up in main, but I don't remember like if I actually played the game or not. I have a really bad memory when it comes to Tetris stuff. I normally just blank it out. <laughs> But, um, why don't I set up requests now, because we did have a few come through. So, uh, Okay, that one. Also, uh, I did get you a request, Jamie, since you were asking me. Uh, IS says the best version was on the Amstrad. Um, I actually don't know too much about the Amstrad version, but it's Amstrad, so can it really be that Bad, maybe? I don't know. Uh, Scary Red says, This also goes into that Tetris of Genesis, which only 10 cartridges of it exist. Would that, by any chance, be the Tengen version of Tetris? Because... Uh, I don't know. I know the Tengen version's rare, but is it that version, or is it a different version? And Scary Red says, That makes it the rarest Genesis game ever. Or... Uh, who knows? Um... I think I might have have one of these already on the list. No, okay, I don't. Um, okay. So unless um, people send me theirs, Twinny is going to have two requests, because, eh, I feel like it. Oh, because Scary Red says, well, because they didn't own the rights to it. Either Nintendo had has exclusivity at that time. But I could have sworn other people also had the rights, which is sort of what confuses me. Like, make up your mind, people. <laughs> That's why I'm so glad the Tetris company exists, because they cleared up this whole headache that came with releasing a Tetris game. But, unless I have any other people requesting stuff, then we may as well get into requests, I guess. So, let me just grab this up before I start this segment. 
Okay, um, I think I'm going to take it away with the request then. So, from the Tetris, from Tetris, from EA's Tetris, here is Marathon. Enjoy. Request Resorts.
welcome back to the show. This is the part of the show where we have to speak really quietly and really softly because, as you can hear by the talk bed music, it's rather calming. So that's why we need to, uh, you know, break the mood and instead talk really loudly. So what you just heard there was also from Puyo Puyo Tetris. That was Fun Puyo Puyo Hell, as requested by our own Mr. Social, aka Twinny. And before that was also a twenty request from Tet Remix. That was Tet Remix House. House, come on. Come on. <sighs> Love you sometimes. Bro. House Mix version, thank you. <sighs> Ready DJ, you are sometimes lovely to me. But before that, it was a request from Mr. Wonderman, aka Jamie. From Tetris EA, it was Marathon. And thank you to everyone who requested some music today. If you'd like to request some music in the future, DM me on Discord or tweet at us at Radio Sega or at the Green Viper 8. But anyway, now it is time. It is time where I just talk about the games randomly. So why don't I talk about all my experiences with these games? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Let me actually just, you know, get this up quickly. So let me get up the game list. So, at the very top, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. What a game, I'm joking. I really don't care much for Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, which is weird, and we'll be getting to that later, but Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine just feels off. Something about it, like it it doesn't feel as good as the rest of the Puyo series to me. It feels wonky, but most of all, the fact that you know, it was localised as a Sonic game rather than a Puyo game is the part that I probably hate the most. Because, you know, it, we could have had Puyo, but no, they were like, yeah, we need to make it Sonic because they're going to buy it if it's Sonic. Why? It's all I ask. And after that we have Puyo Pop. Um, Puyo Pop, I believe that's the GBA remake. Yeah, I believe this is the GBA remake, if I remember correctly, because they, this was the first one that they bought over as Puyo... Yeah, okay, it's the GBA. This is the first one that they bought over as Puyo Pop rather than Puyo Puyo, which is a shame because they kept... This was a tradition that they kept, but luckily they've dropped that now. But let me just read through this. This was the first game to be produced by Sonic Team after Compile went bankrupt and sold their rights to Sega. But it is still the last game in the series to use the original Mado Monogatari cast. Um... Okay, so for the most part, I think I played this. I can't remember. I've it seems alright from what I've seen, because I know I've seen footage, but I don't know if I played it. God, there's some professional radio right here. But after that on the list we have Pure Pop Fever. I don't care much for this one either, really. I don't like the new mechanics that they added to the game particularly. Or perhaps it was just that I was playing it on an Xbox and not a Sega console. That, that probably had something to do with it. You know, <laughs> playing Puyo on an Xbox and not on a PlayStation. Or a Sega console breaks my heart. But after that is Puyo Puyo 2, and I mentioned that Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine was a weird game and that I didn't like it, but there's another game on the list. And this is that game, because I do like Puyo Puyo 2, despite the fact they're practically the same game, so... 
I don't know, but it, it feels a lot more polished for some reason. Like they put a lot more effort into this one than just quickly rehashing or quickly just like slapping together a Sonic skin. Like it has charm in it. I like it. After that, we have Pure Pure Seven. Um, this was like the first one I played with a story or a decent story, as in like it's. Like in the other games, there's a story, but it's not like part of the game. This one has like a full-on story mode, pretty much. And I, I'm not really too big on story modes in these type of games. Like I just want to play like a puzzle slash endurance game. I never want to like you know read the stories because they never have like particularly great stories. Like they can occasionally be funny, but most of the part of the dialogue is pretty bland. But um, after that, Poo Poo 15th anniversary. This one was really fun. Um, why have I lost? Why have I been lost for words? Poo 15th anniversary was probably the one I played the most on handheld, at least, because this there was like no story that got in my way. It's a mix of like all the different styles of Puyo games. If you enjoy the series, I'd highly recommend playing this one, at least the handheld version, because you know, it's Puyo Puyo on the go, and it's also like all the different game modes from each Puyo Puyo game combined into one. After that, Puyo Puyo CD, no experience. After that, Puyo Puyo Chronicle, uh, all I want for Christmas is... I can't even remember the name of it now. All I want for Christmas is Sega to Localite... Uh, all I want for Christmas is Puyo Puyo Chronicles to the West, was that the name of it? I'm sorry, I really can't remember. <laughs> it's been a few months. But that was, that was probably the best name, at least for a program, we had in the Winterfest of last year. <laughs> the Puyo Nexus crew put on a very good performance. But I haven't actually played it. I think I have it sitting on my 3DS, but I haven't had too much interest. Puyo Puyo Da? 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 I don't know. I uh, haven't played that. Puyo Puyo Fever 2? I imagine it's probably the same as Puyo Puyo Fever. Uh, not much interest in that. Puyo Puyo Sun. I really enjoyed this one. At least the Saturn version. I haven't played the arcade version. It added a bunch of features which I thought were actually beneficial and it still felt like a Puyo game because like sometimes they can get so like bloated down with features you sort of forget it's a Puyo game and it just becomes like a generic puzzle games personal opinion not fact but this one you know it felt it had new features which I felt actually added to the gameplay rather than retracting Puyo Puyo Tetris as I mentioned I've been really enjoying this one I enjoy both game modes I've been playing Tetris a bit more than Puyo, but I'd recommend it for a fan of either as there's so much content jam-packed into one like bundle and it's a value for money on the PS4 version, the Switch version I'd say wait for a sale because I think it's slightly too expensive myself but the PS4 version is great value for money uh, Puyo Puyo Vocal Tracks this is not a game, it's an album, but it is a great album um... I don't think we have any tracks from it in today's lineup, unfortunately, which is sad, but whatever. Puyo Puyo 20th Anniversary. I also played a lot of this one. It's the same as the 15th Anniversary game, except it has the number 20 slapped on it, and I think it has a few more characters. I don't know. Puyo Puyo N. Um, I'm gonna need to look this up because I have I don't know what this is. Is it like an N-Gage game or something, maybe? No, it's not an engage game, it's just incredibly misleading. 
Um, it is a Dreamcast, PlayStation, N64, and Game Boy Color game. Uh, never raced outside Japan. That was quite obvious. The game was planned for 64DD, but was cancelled. I don't have any experiences with this one, but I probably should check it out as it's a Dreamcast game at some point. Uh, I'll have a look into it, I promise, guys. Um, let's see. Tetramix, that was an album that... or uh, We played a song from the album. It's a pretty good album. It's just Tetris remixes. Uh, Tetris CDI. People say this is a really surreal version of Tetris, and I've seen why from the gameplay. Like, it's very calming. Like, it's not your traditional Tetris game. Like, it... It has, you know, calming, relaxing music. It doesn't have the traditional Texas mu- Texas? Tetris music. Um, it has really weird backgrounds. Like, weirder than Tetris the Grandmaster, which says something if you've seen anything of that game. Tetris Game Boy, this is the one that probably most people know. Which I think is a shame, because I think there are definitely better Tetris games, but... It's the most famous one, because it's shifted the most units, and... It's a pretty good conversion, but I don't think it's the best. Um, Tetris NES Tengen. Actually, I hear a lot of people say that the Tengen version of Tetris is actually better than the real version of Tetris, which is slightly worrying. Uh, speaking of which, Tetris NES. The, I've, I have actually played this one. It's good. It, I don't think it's because of the Game Boy version. I don't think it's anywhere up there with, like, you know, the best Tetris games. I certainly think it's... A decent version. Tetris Giant, don't know anything about it. Tetris New Century Sega Ages, I don't know anything about it. Tetris Worlds. This game is famous because it was the first one to incorporate the... I can't remember its name now, oh god, um... The, what is it called? Ah, I can't remember its name. Tetris Guidelines, there we go. I thought it was the Tetris standard for some reason. This is basically a set of rules which dictates, you know, how a Tetris game should be. So, the the I shape should always be cyan, the O shape should always be yellow, the purple, sh- the, sorry, the T shape should always be purple, the S shape should always be green, the Z shape should always be red, the J shape should always be blue, and the L should always be orange. There's a bunch of spawn location stuff. Um, let's see game must have the ghost piece function. There must be a hold piece function. Um, there's something about the music here, but I'm not seeing it. Basically, um, ah, this is a fun one. Uh, terms used in the user manual. Tetraminos, not tetrominos, or nor tetrads, nor pieces, letter names, not square, not stick, etc. There should be something about the music, but I'm not seeing it. Basically, it says that the one song always has to be played in a Tetris game. It, it, the rules were changed because it used to be you had to play at least one or three songs, but now it's you have to play this one song and the other two are recommended. It's a very weird guideline, but at the same time it helps keep consistency. Anyway, one game that I left off was Tetris DS, and that's actually my favourite Tetris. Very fun, like Nintendo mashup. Uh, fun endurance mode great multiplayer it has a ton of bonus content I'd highly recommend it if you're in Europe Tetris DS is actually incredibly cheap I got my copy for five pound if you're in the US apparently I've heard finding a copy of Tetris DS is hell 
because the game was recalled because nobody knew at the time who owned the license to Tetris. Once again, I'm thankful for the Tetris company for sorting that out. But, uh, let's see what the chat's saying. Um, Jamie and Mr. Wonderman is saying, Puyo Puyo Fever is what brought Aurel back, even though she wasn't the main character. Thank goodness Puyo Puyo Fever brought Aurel back, because Aurel's my favourite character. I'm not too keen on Amity as a protagonist, I much prefer Aurel, which is why I'm glad Aurel's back, obviously. Uh, Jamie says, she's trapped in Amity's world, and in the sequel, then try to send her back. Not long piece, yuck music, uh... Jamie says, game must include a song called Kori... Uh, sorry, Koro Ben Niki. I completely butchered that, but I don't know any Russian, so... Uh, I is saying you also got it for £5. Twinny says, play the Tetris game Facebook Blast. I think I played it. You're going to have to jog my memory, so let me look it up. I have memories of playing a Facebook-connected Tetris game, whether it was Tetris Blast or not. Uh, Tetris Blast, um, wasn't that the, um, ah, Tetris Blast is the North American version of Bomb Bliss. That's not the one I'm looking up, though. I'm meant to be looking up the Facebook one. Tetris Blast. There's two Tetris games with the name Tetris Blast. I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's new name's Tetris Battle. Yes, I have played Tetris Battle. Unless you're talking about a different game, but I think you're talking about Tetris Battle. Yeah, I have played that one. That's quite fun. I'll play the Tetris game Facebook Blast. Ah. Uh, let me look it up. Tetris Facebook Blast. Oh, oh, it was me talking talking weirdly ah uh, I, I see <laughs> I get it fine uh, I should probably oh it was called Tetris Tetris Blast <laughs> brains are just dead oh it was called Tetris I'm so confused what is even going on anymore I think this is a good time to go to a music break so why don't we go to a music break from Tetris the Grandmaster, here is BGM2, right here on Topical Resort.
You're listening to Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7. Sega! Topical Thesis. And welcome back to Topical Resort on Radio Sega. What you just heard there was from Pio Pio 20th Anniversary, and that was Nebula Step. Uh, come on, come on, Radio DJ, you know you want to work. Please, please. That was Clug's theme, Nebula Step. And before that, from Tetris the Grandmaster, that was BGM2, so I hope you enjoyed that music. Anyway, it is now on to the segment which was just introduced by the announcer. Yes, it is time for Topical Thesis. This is the segment where I go over an opinion I've come up with myself or I've heard people from around the Sega community mention, and I'll put my own spin on it. Three points for, three points against, a conclusion, and then I'll hear your say on it, what you think. But my opinion today is, should Puyo Puyo games be localised more? So, some points for the argument. So some points for, it gives fans a chance to try a new series they may enjoy. Obviously this is, you know quite obvious because it can hook new fans in like Puyo Puyo Tetris like they come for Tetris they leave liking Puyo you know it it explains itself but like if you don't bring a game over to the west and you rely on an audience to import the game then obviously you know you're not gonna build audience engagement but if you go like yeah this really Japanese game well we're gonna try and release it at least once in the west to see how it does you know test the waters before you try something new uh, this one's a rather, you know, snarky remark by myself. <laughs> Show Sonic fans that there are more games outside the Sonic series. There are still fans, like, I still talk to people on a regular basis who go, What, Puyo Puyo? What's that? And then I have to explain to them, So you know the beans from Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine? Oh, okay, I know you. Uh, it shows people that Puyo Puyo isn't just Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine because... I've seen a lot of comments about that Sonic fans trying to be incredibly funny this weekend. They're like, like Nintendo posted something. And I was like, what? Which would you rather play, Puyo Puyo or um, Tetris? And there was like 20 Sonic fans who went like, Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Like, well done, well done. You're so funny. <laughs> I don't think anybody went Kirby's Avalanche because you know Kirby fans aren't that disrespectful. Um, anyway, outside of my personal rant. Puzzle games can make easy money if they're marketed correctly. Point in case, Tetris. Nobody knew what Tetris was. Tetris was marketed correctly. People found it addicting. Tons of money. Puyo Puyo never had particularly any marketing except for they rebranded one of the games as a Sonic game. That's basically it. Puyo Puyo Tetris is their chance to redeem the franchise and bring in new fans. But my point is, if you market them correctly, like Puyo Puyo Tetris is a really good marketing decision, if you market them correctly through advertising or crossovers or games, then, you know, you're going to bring in some serious money for the company because Japan's a good audience, you know, you can make quite a bit of money off Japan. But take Japan and compare it to the whole of the West and how many people there are who could potentially buy your game in comparison to Japan. Maybe, you know, marketing a game outside Japan wouldn't be too awful of an idea. Anyway, now for points against. Fan translations are often more accurate, although official translations have been getting better. Uh, point in case, there are some really bad translations. One of them, I'm not going to go too into detail because, you know, I don't want to enrage people and I don't know too much, but the, apparently the Fire Emblem games have really heavy censorship and really bad dialogue translations. 
Once again, I don't know because I haven't played the games, but I hear that a lot. Puyo Puyo hasn't been too particularly guilty of this, but some fans, you know, they prefer the Japanese dialogue, or, or more so they prefer the Japanese voiceover is what I meant, or they prefer like a more accurate fan translation compared to a slightly edited official translation. So, you know, in some cases, fans can translate games incredibly well. Point in case. Puyo Puyo 20th Anniversary, that was a very good translation from what I played. Because fan translations obviously aren't possible on every console, but on like consoles that are easily moddable, like the DS was, then you can do a fan translation easy as. Um, apparently I only made 2.4. Uh, the franchise doesn't have the best sales outside of Japan. That is true. Puyo Puyo uh, has pretty poor sales outside of Japan, that's why a game hasn't been localised in 13 years. Before this, at least. And even then, the only game that sold, sold remotely well was a game that had Sonic's name attached to it, which I've gone over multiple times. <laughs> um, third point, third point, third point. Now I need to think. Um, I really don't know. <laughs> I forgot to write something down, so... Like, there's really no negative I can think of to this. Hmm... <laughs> it's a complete blank wall. Uh, okay, it's three points for two points against. Okay. <laughs> so, let's just go to our conclusion, because I'm not going to have any more dead air. So, aside from the aspect of the games not making an awful lot of money in past releases in the West, there aren't really any valid reasons why Sega shouldn't localise future games. So, therefore, I believe that Sega should continue to localise the Puyo Puyo franchise series... Franchise series? The Puyo Puyo series, if financially possible. Because, obviously, we wouldn't want to put financial strain on them just because I want the Puyo games, you know... I'd rather the company survive than release one Puyo game and have it cr all crumble. But let's see what everyone's saying in the Discord. So Aya says, I played it on the Amstrad first. Jamie is shocked at the fact that Aya played it on the Amstrad first. And then Aya says, yep, played it on my dad's. I played it lots and lots. you got to remember, Aya is a lot older than us. He's ancient, I'm joking. But that was way back in the day. And Jamie says, fan translations are the reason I'm able to play Gyakuten Kenji 2 Ace Attorney Investigations 2. Awesome, I mean, fan translations are good because they allow me to play games I w otherwise wouldn't be able to play. You know, always a bonus. Let's see if anybody on social media has had anything to say, perhaps on the matter. So let's just check the account. This song is super calming, dude. Okay, I butchered it. Fine, I don't care, Jamie. I'm an English speaker. That's what I do best. Anyway, unless... I don't imagine we're going to get any opinions in at this very second. So I think I'm going to go to another song break. So, from Tetris Worlds, this is BGM9. Right here, on Topical Resort.
missed an episode and want to catch up? Want to re-educate yourself on the topic of a previous show? Download our podcast from the Radio Sega Media section. Subscribe to us on iTunes or stream the show through Stitcher. Discord Call-In Oh boy, it's everyone's favourite segment. Yes, it's time for the Discord call-in. So how would you join the call? That's a good question. Join our Discord server, radiosc.ga forward slash Discord. From there, you'll need a microphone and you'll need to join the chill-out voice room for a chance to be on the show. So uh, I may as well list the songs while we're waiting. The songs that were just played from Puyo Puyo 2, a.k.a. Puyo Puyo 2. That was Area A. And before that, from Tetris Worlds, that was BGM 9. So I am, of course, as always, I forgot to change my microphone over on Discord. That should be good, and we've already got our first unknown victim, so let's turn you down a bit. Let's turn you up a bit, and welcome to the show. Oh god, why do you always do this? Because I love doing it. I ain't even just connected as well, I'm not even know if my settings are right. The, your settings are right, I can confirm anyway. Jamie, Mr. Wonderman, aka PTKS, aka Green Viper 8, welcome to the show! I hate you so I know. much. That's, that's good, we have a love-hate relationship then. So, what would you like to talk about today? So, when you slightly went on to the subject of fan translations, have you played any in the past outside the uh, Puyo franchise? Um, I think I have, but um, like asking me to remember them off the top of my head is a bit tricky. Um, maybe like some SNES games. I think I can't remember which ones, but I know I have used language patches outside of PO games at some point. But that's mainly what I use them for. It just would be nice if the developers gave the games a chance outside their own uh, native language to share to see how much. Uh, it, how well it can do uh, inside of a territory. Well, Sega have been be- getting better at that nowadays. I mean, we got confirmed Yakuza releases, we got confirmed Puyo releases, confirmed other Sega franchises thanks to Deep Silver, so it's a good time at the moment for, you know, like, games that used to be Japanese exclusives. We're moving forward, at least thanks to Deep Silver. Yeah, but with the case of Sega, they're not actually putting much effort because of the only thing they're doing is slapping on English subtitles and English text and basically that's it. On Sega's behalf, but on like going back to Puyo Tetris, like that has a completely redone English cast and there's a lot of dialogue in that game, so I applaud them for re recording it and subtitling it all. Now uh, I hope that this uh, brings more Puyo to the West. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the best start would be Puyo Puyo Chronicles, but that would be a lot of writing. Oh, a lot of subtitles, should I say. Puyo Chronicles, was that the uh, 3DS title? That was a 3DS RPG-style title, yes. Oh, yeah, that I want to play it so much, but Sega... Sega hates us, no. I should actually play that at some point. Uh, maybe I'm after I'm done with my whole Puyo Tetris Rampage. I'll have a go at it. I'm, uh, I'm waiting for the case where 3DS uh, fan, tra- fan translations become a thing. I think 3DS fan translations are a thing, because I certainly know you can apply custom patches to 3DS games. Because it's another situation where 
I'm waiting. I've been waiting for another game from uh, Capcom. With the game being, I can't remember name its name exactly, but it's another spin-off to uh, the Ace Attorney uh, franchise. Uh huh. I mean, uh, you, you keep digging. I was gonna say. I would say it's a game where you play as uh, Phoenix White's ancestor, and it, he comes to London, and uh, you could sort of think of it as another Professor Layton meets Ace Attorney game, because in this situation, his ancestor meets uh, he meets uh, Sherlock Holmes. Ooh, that sounds actually quite interesting, honestly. But screw us, we don't want it. <laughs> No, we, we don't want it. We don't want anything remotely Japanese because it, it's too complex to understand if it doesn't have, you know, big, like, American flags plastered everywhere we went and buy it. We'll look at uh, the actual cost of we got the Professor Layton versus Ace Attorney. It took, what, uh, two and a half years and Nintendo to intervene and say they'll publish the game outside of Japan for it to get an English release. Mm, it does take way too long to get stuff done. And even then fans complained because it didn't come to uh, America first. Yeah, Twenty has a good point, the usual stray away from the topic theme at hand. That is true, but at the same time it sort of has some relation because we're talking about, you know, releases outside Japan which is related to the topic, or it was related to the opinion of the week. The opinion of this week, not the segment. Someone to win the old topic straight at some point. Yeah, that's true. That's what we do best, though. Uh, Rather, do you have anything to talk about with the Puyo or Tetris franchises? I am, mate. Obviously, my, I think my first uh, interest, uh, my first uh, introduction to Tetris was obviously the original uh, Game Boy title. As with most people, then. Best place to start. That is true. Uh, but, like I was saying earlier, I think the best uh, version of Tetris there is when you're talking Tetris on its own is uh, the DS uh, game. I can't believe I actually agree with you on something for once. This is strange. Uh, are you feeling okay? Uh, no, actually, I, I feel slightly queasy. I'm going to go sit down. <laughs> but one of my other personal fl- uh, favourites, which I recommend checking out, is uh, Tetris Plus. I will be checking that out at some point because that does sound interesting from what you've shown me. Uh, since we talk about Tetris, oh, it's gone. I'll say the story. Yes, uh, it's obviously another puzzle game with a sort of story. Uh, it revolves around uh, ancient Egypt of sorts. Ooh, uh, she does sound quite interesting. Because it's a professor and his assistant uh, exploring some uh, ruins in the. Ancient, uh, in Egypt, and uh, uh, what happens is uh, Tetris attacks. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> and uh, oh, yeah. the, the story falls with a hundred puzzles, and uh, you, you have to help the uh, professor escape by uh, using the uh, tetrometers. Huh. Um, I'm going to ask... Wait, I'm going to say, because you've obviously talked about Tetris, any experiences with Puyo or games that you'd like to talk about personally? Uh, my ex- first experience with Puyo was on the uh, DS with uh, Puyo Puyo Fever. Uh, I'm sorry, Puyo Pop Fever. Yuck. Oh, what a name. Don't, do not like that name. Should have been Puyo. But, Puyo. but obviously, I... Uh, 
actually like Timothy as a character. Mm, that's where we disagree then, but... I mean, not a bad character, just personally don't like her as a protagonist. But when I found out in the game itself, uh, but it got even better when you found uh, Alu in the, in the game. <laughs> the game slowly improved. And then what's the... Uh, uh, Alu uh, obviously sidetracks away from her world, going way off the map, as she says, and what what's the first thing you do? Oh, let's have a game of Puya. That's the only thing you can do in the story mode of these games. It's like, oh, slight conflict. Let's play Puyo. Anyway, Jamie, thank you so much for coming on the show. Have you got any famous last words you'd like to say? Uh, do a decent episode for once. Do a subject with Anna. Oh, I, I, w- I am actually planning on doing a subject you know because you've requested it, and I am actually taking some interesting writing it, but I don't know when it will be. You on about that C64? Maybe. I was on about... Let's teach uh, P.T. Kick-Ass some stuff. But P.T. Kick-Ass doesn't listen. I'm joking. I'm not calling you out. Do some do a Sonic special and we can educate him. I don't want to do a Sonic special, but I'm going to time it closer to the release of something. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a shock. Anyway, thank you so much for coming on, Janie. J- Janie? Jamie. <laughs> have you had, have you <laughs> have anything you'd like to say? Like, scream uh... Get my name right, Essex boy. And of course, yeah, to end off on the cheeky Essex boy, anyway, we're going to drag in another unsuspecting victim. Why don't we go with... You. Welcome to the show, I am. One split second. Um, Thanks for the warning. Um, I'm just going to turn the radio off. One second. Yep, uh, that's what I do. Awkward silence. Hello. Okay, welcome to the show, I am. How are you doing today? I was very stressed this morning, um, but now I'm a lot, um, I'm a bit happier. Have you released your tension for a Puyo Puyo battle? Yeah, I've been going to um, uh, the world, I've gone to World 3, um, but I gave myself a bit of a headache. Um, um, not certain why, I think it was because I was like streaming and I did it for like about three hours um, non-stop. Um, so yeah, I was getting a bit of a headache. Yeah, I had a bit of a headache as well earlier. We're like twins. So, uh, what would you like to talk about today, anyway? Um, surprisingly, uh, I, I actually know about uh, Tetris anyway. I, I wow. Up. I I know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm. It's something you weren't aware of me. That I'm, I'm quite um quite a, a big lover of Tetris. Although I've not, I don't own like every single Tetris game or anything uh, like that. But I, I've liked Tetris since I was. Like, oh, about like, like eight or nine years old. A wee lad. I know, yeah. Oh, I never. So you've mentioned it in the chat, but I'd like you to mention it here now for those who aren't in our chat. What is your favourite Tetris game? Uh, I think my favourite Tetris game is is um, whatever version it was on the Amstrad. Um, I, c- I can obviously realise that some later games. Um, might be a bit better, like you know, graphically or such. But I have really fond memories of it. I mean, if I played it back now, you know, if I somehow got an emulator for an Amstrad or something rather, and played that, tried to work out which game it was and played it, I'd probably think that it wasn't quite good. But I've got really fond memories of, of like waking up on a Sunday morning, the dad being asleep and uh, going on the Amstrad and uh, playing for a lot, for ages until he woke up. 
Uh, we all have like stories like that, sort of like the sneaking onto consoles to play a game we really like before some before we're supposed to be awake. So uh, no different with you. So you talked about Puyo, and uh, sorry, you talked about Tetris. What about your experience with Puyo? Um, well, I mean, I, I can't remember really what it was. It's, I think there's it's some people talking about Puyo, you know, and obviously about this thing to Radio Sega. And um, I was doing um, some Greek writing on the um, on my PC, and so I I I um, I, 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 I a Greek writer is a um, I have uh, to explain this joke, <laughs> <laughs> but continue. I, I, gre- I gave Viper a, um, uh, it wasn't like Poi Poi 2 or 3, or one of the like, first four ones or something, the ones on the Mega Drive, and I was playing it, I was, I was enjoying it, and I was getting on, and then I got to whatever level it was, and it was becoming a little bit more difficult, and, and there's other things to do, so I kind of like left it, but um, I kind of wished after like playing Poi Poi Tetris, um, I'd been practicing the last like week, not like loads, but just like occasionally just playing like, um, the Tetris DS on, on my 3DS, um, just trying to, you know, remember how, I mean, I, I, was, I knew how to play, obviously, but just, you know, just get warm myself up a bit. Um, but when I was playing Poi Poi on, on, um, on Poi Poi Tetris, um, I, I really wish I'd done a bit of practicing. I'm going to have to, yeah, so as I said, I'm going to have to explain the joke. Um, I'm trying to remember your exact definition, but green vipering means to obtain a game through dubious methods. I believe that's the correct definition. Yeah, that's about it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it became a running joke because my 3DS stuff, because I have bought a lot of 3DS games, but, you know, some of them weren't obtained that way, I'm just going to say. You know, nothing against me, I'm joking. So, anyway... Um, anything else you want to say about either of the two franchises or anything else in the show? Um, yeah, just, just talk about Tetris a little bit. I won't, I won't take too long because um, there's other things to talk about. I don't know if 2020 wants to talk and, and then the show's going to be over, really. Um, but just, I mean, the, the games, of, I mean, say the first one was the Amstrad um, and then I had the um, the, game, uh, the original Game Boy on, on the original Game Boy and I really liked that. Um, and then I had um, it on the Game Boy Color and then um, uh, Tetris DS. Um, I had the really bad experience of playing, I think it was like an EA touchscreen one. Oh, I know which one you're talking about. Phone, and it, it was just confusing to me. Because, I mean, maybe it was just me being bad at touchscreen games or something, but I think of myself as being like pretty good at Tetris. Not, I'm not one of these kind of like really skilled players that, that does like really weird tricks and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, I'm, as a novice player, I'm, I'm all, I'm all right. So the fact that I just couldn't play that game just speaks for itself, really. Yeah, that game had awful controls. I remember playing it, and it was like free to play as well. So like you still had to buy stuff in the game despite it being free. Ugh, not how you, not how you handle a Tetris game. I'm glad they gave the rights back to um, or they gave the rights to Sonic Team in this case, and they let them make a good game. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's good. it's um, it's 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 very nice the the way that you know. I, I mean, I'm not gonna trash EA because you know everyone knows that I hate EA. Um, but um, it's it's quite nice when um, you've got other developers having like a franchise or a company and they don't do that well, and then suddenly Sega kind of buys them 
has the rights to them and they suddenly do it really well and you and it's just a, it's just a nice thing it's just oh yeah sega know what they're doing it's like with uh, total war um back a, a while back when ea were doing it i think originally it was like pretty good and then it kind of like was dying and then sega gets it and they they do is it roam or not they buy creative assembly and that they're all this, they must have said something to them or done something and, and then there was one game that did okay and now you've got Warhammer 40k and, and that's doing really well and there's talk of other games and stuff coming out and you know it's doing really well it is that's true anyway um, have you got any last words for a drag you back to your doom in the chill out room yeah just one little touch I'll quickly about, uh, touch just to, um, to all the listeners and such um, all, all of you um, especially not on discord you have to realise that, that it wasn't really that long ago in my memory that Tetris was the number one favourite game ever. Um, not obviously since you know graphics and stuff and first-person shoot-em-ups and all these kind of things, it, it's got pushed down the rankings. But it really wasn't that long ago. Tetris was the best game ever um, because although the graphics of Tetris aren't always like amazing things. Um, the fact is, is it, it is an amazing, um, just like Poyo, it's an amazing um, uh, puzzle game and it's really addictive and fun. Um, you just play it and play it and play it and you get better and um, eventually you play it so much you start dreaming about it. <laughs> yep, the Tetris effect for you, alright? Anyway, if you've got any like famous last words, hint, hint, nudge, nudge before I drag you back to the channel? Nah, just drop me. Uh, you're not going to scream? Nah. Alright, bye. Anyway, that was I. Let me just check with somebody before, obviously, you know, because I'm kind to this person. Unlike the rest of them who we do not like. So, okay, here we go. And welcome to the show, Tony. Hey again, what's going on? Not much. How has our Mr. Social been lately? Uh, allergies notwithstanding, I've been doing fine. Have you been recovering slowly? Yeah, I'm just like in a little bit of full recovery. But, of course, this, this season, it's just, it's just crazy. That's true. So, uh, what would you like to talk about today? Well... Uh, I had to pull up an article, um, it's not about any of the two games, but it's leading to the question I wanted to ask you about. Um, you heard about this, uh, DLC costume pack for Super Bomberman R? Uh, yes. Like, heard of, I didn't look too far into it. Well, basically, it's, uh... Just costume packs for the characters where you can dress as various Konami characters like um, like Gradius is Vic Viper or Castlevania Simon Belmont or Mo most bizarrely Pyramid Head from Silent Hill and that got me thinking since Super Bomberman R has like cutesy art style and Pio Pio Tetris does the same what the characters do you feel offbeat or not make for good costume DLC good costume DLC for um Pupio Tetris yeah 
a character I'd really like to see done in the correct art style is Dr. Robotnik, actually. Oh, <laughs> just to tie in the whole mean bean machine. Thing. Yeah, and if we're going for that, I mean, if I could get the rights to it, it maybe in the Switch version, Kirby, just like tie together all of the you know, different versions of Puyo Puyo into one game. What, what, why do you say Kirby? Because Kirby's Avalanche. Oh, oh see, I, I haven't heard about Kirby's Avalanche. My brother mentioned a little bit on Twitter, but I haven't really looked into it myself. Uh, it's basically a, a Kirby, oh sorry, it's basically Puyo Puyo of Kirby, much like what Dr. Robotnik's Mean Beam Machine was, a sort of reskin. Except I think it runs on like a different Puyo Puyo game to the Dr. Robotnik's Mean Beam Machine. Can't remember which one. Uh, I didn't know Nintendo got in on that too. I mean, it wasn't Sega back in the day, it was just Compile, and Compile were like, hmm, yeah, you can bring in money, we'll allow you to make one. Oh, <laughs> uh, alright, alright. Um, well, if there was uh, some specific characters that I w- would think would go well, I would uh, first go with uh, Amy Rose because. There was a um, costume pack for her in Sonic Runners, if you remember that. Oh, that is true, yes. I do remember that. Yeah, so why not just bring it full circle and have an Amy Rose costume DLC in Puyo Puyo Tetris. Not only that, I was also thinking um, uh, one of the Yakuza characters <laughs> being... This is super know, unfitting. <laughs> that's why I said off feet. Just have one of the... Uh, Characters dressed as uh, Kazuma, no, or, or better yet, Majima, because obviously everyone loves Majima, so no, that'd be okay. that'd be a lot more, a lot more better. <laughs> Going back to the point on Sonic characters, there was recently a crossover in Puyo Puyo Quest, I think it was, where you could uh, unlock a ton of or like Sonic characters were basically in the game, and the art style was incredibly similar to the Puyo Puyo. Uh, or not, yeah, to the Puyo Puyo Tetris art style. So perhaps they could just reuse assets from that if they chose to put them in the game, maybe. Oh, I mean, if the if they ever did, so, I mean, the original games released in Japan like back in I think 2014. I don't remember exactly when Puyo Puyo Tetris was first released. I think it was 2014. But if they suddenly made DLC now with the international release. Hey, I'll I wouldn't mind them like using those old assets and putting them in the game. And why not just bring in other set of characters and make them in the current Pio Pio style too? I think it was 2014, and also Jamie brought up a point. Uh, Kirby's Avalanche is basically Super Pio Pio, which is which itself is Pio Pio on the Super Famicom. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, that's it because it runs on a different version and. People often consider it better than Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, and I'd actually agree, it plays a lot more smoothly than that game. Uh, I can't I can't really say personally about Kirby's Avalanche, because I never played it. I only played like a little bit of um, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, but that was like way, way back, so yeah, I can't really give my own opinion on which game is better. All I know is, from an outside looking in, that they're both reskinned games from the Pure Pure series. That is true. Anyway, Tony, thank you so much for coming on, Jerv. Like, anything else you'd like to say before you leave? 
I might just play a little bit of Pure Field Tetris right now since I'm thought about the game, but I'm lazy, so I might not do it tonight. <laughs> just do it whenever. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know you. I know as soon as this show's done, you can get right back to it. Pretty much, yeah. I was like, yeah. oh yeah, we should play, and I might. Yeah, I don't know. Because the show's been holding you hostage from it. <laughs> I'm enjoying it though. It's much better than you know playing Tetris Marathon mode for the billionth time. I know Casey has been spending a lot of time with it. The day, um, yesterday, Sega Lounge, um, we played it. I know he was pretty much caring more about that. <laughs> it's true. It was a very fun game. Anyway, uh, anything you say before you get dragged back to the channel? Uh, you suck. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty much it. Thank you so much, yeah, Tony. Yeah. The usual, right? Later. <laughs> Leave it off on a good note. Anyway, thank you so much, Tony. Later. Bye. And that was twenty, and that was the Discord calling, and uh, we we can overrun into Sega Mixer Drive. Oh no, we better speed this up. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Anyway, this is the Toppy Mix. This is a segment where I play three tracks. One track is a Sega track which is unrelated to the topic at hand. One of the tracks is a remix relating to the topic at hand, and the other track is a non-Sega track not relating to the topic at hand. Except we sort of broke the rule on the last one. So, um, up first, because, you know, there's been a bit of a quartet, like, you know, session going on in Radio Sega lately. Tons of requests for quartet, because we want to get it to number one. Uh, I thought it was only appropriate that um, we play the Lesser Love song from Quartet. So this isn't the main theme, but rather this is a this is from the Hatsune Miku Get Ready album. This is FM Funk We Sega Mix right here on Topical Resort only on Radio Sega. Let's get scratching. That's
and welcome back to the show. What you just heard there was from Kirby's Avalanche, and it was the stage one theme. And I did cheat there a bit, because uh, the non-Sega track is not meant to be related to the topic at hand. However, I wanted to play something Kirby this week, because um, if you've been paying any attention to the internet, you would know a few days ago it was Kirby's 25th anniversary. And I really love Kirby, it's my second favourite franchise, just barely behind Sonic, like, fractionally. Uh, so, we had to play some Kirby music, and I thought... Uh, well, it's supposed to be non-Sega track, but why don't we tie it in with the main show, because why not? So we played some music from Kirby's Avalanche. Before that, from our own Rexy, you heard I Just Skipped Time Yesterday from Radio Sega's 10 Years for Sega Ears album. And before that, from Hatsune Miku Get Ready, that was FM Funk, We Sega Mix. We Sega now? We Esports? But let's just look through the... Um Discord to see what people are saying before I unfortunately have to leave you on this sad night. Uh, basically, a bunch of people talking about cookies and people challenging each other to Puyo Puyo Tetris, which is exactly what's going to be happening next. I can't wait to get destroyed by I because I'm bad at both Puyo and Tetris. But uh, Jamie says Kirby sucks. Okay, awesome, you're banned. Um, aside from that. I don't think we had any messages through on social media. I think that's it. I think I'm going to take my leave now. So, this has been an episode on Puyo Puyo and Tetris. Two amazing puzzle franchises. I'm about to go and play some Puyo Puyo Tetris. I have been your host, Green Viper 8, also known as Viper, the Green Viper 8. I have a lot of usernames. And for now, I'm going to leave you on the next song, or sorry, the last song, which is from Puyo Puyo Tetris, Face Off in Puyo Puyo World. As I mentioned, I've been Green Vaporate. Thank you so much for listening. Hope to see you next week. We're back. Business as usual in the resort. See you then, and as usual, please have a great week. Viper out!
Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.